0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I
1: think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The Nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may
2: have something
3: here. On WGR Sports Radio 550.
2: I love a good Seinfeld Open to open up the nightcap. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. This is WGR Sports Radio 550. You have the other DiBiase on the air today from 7 to 9. Louis DiBiase here joining you. Uh, Joe is taking a much-needed break. Probably trying to figure out how to fix that fantasy team of his that's dropped seven straight at uh, two and seven. I'm sure he's talked about it on Mike Chopin the Bulldog. So he's probably out there trying to fix that squad, even though it's got Kamara and Saquon Barkley. But I'll be taking your calls today again from seven to nine at eight oh three oh five fifty. Going to talk a lot about this Buffalo Bills team right now, where they are at halfway through the season eight games in at 6-2. and two. They play the Cleveland Browns, who are reeling uh, this Sunday. So another very favorable matchup for the Bills. So again, taking your calls about the Bills at eight oh three oh five fifty. I put up a poll earlier today. You can follow me on Twitter at DBIASILOE to get in on this conversation or at WGR Sports Radio or at WGR 550. Um, revisiting this 2018 quarterback class, we've seen now a year and a half of Josh Allen. We have seen What Lamar Jackson is doing right now, stealing the headlines with the Baltimore Ravens. Meanwhile, a team the Bills are playing this Sunday in the Cleveland Browns, their first overall pick in that draft, Baker Mayfield, struggling more than maybe anybody in that class right now, outside of Josh Rosen, who I didn't even really put in this poll, and I threw Sam Darnold in there. Go back right now and pick your 2018 quarterback, who would it be? So we'll get into that uh, later on. I had a lot of people commenting, can we go back to 2017 and choose Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? While, yes, that would probably be the ideal move, I'm going to make you stick with 2018 because of what Lamar Jackson's doing right now. And with the Bills, specifically with Josh Allen, You know how, where they're at at 6-2, you're feeling about what, what, what this team can be. Obviously, right now, they have a very favorable schedule. They've had a favorable schedule. They're looking to be a playoff team at 6-2. It's their best start since 1993 through eight games. The AFC isn't overly strong. They have a legitimate defense, the Bills do. They're a close-knit, disciplined team, well-coached, especially on the defensive side with Sean McDermott. So, yeah, this, this is a good team, and I think people should enjoy what they're doing right now. At the same time... I'm kind of proud of Bills fans for not being satisfied at 6-2. and two. It's probably the uh, the same demographic that we're in on the tank, right? It's the people that are saying, sure, they could get in at the wild card spot. Right now it's looking to be that they have one spot locked up. Right now the Bills are the fifth seed in the AFC at 6-2. and two. You have the Colts behind them at 5-3, and three, but right now they're dealing with quarterback injuries, as John talked about. By the way, John Simon on the board today. Um, they're dealing with quarterback issues they had Brian Hoyer playing against Pittsburgh. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they're right behind Indianapolis in the 7th spot, so they're on the outside looking in at 4 and 4. You got the Raiders at 4 and 4, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 4 and 5. I mean, which one of those teams really scares the Bills in the, in the sense of stealing a spot? I don't think any I mean, if I had to choose one, I would probably go Jacksonville just because of what Nick Foles has done the past two years, right? Getting hot at the right time. He's the perfect uh, for a baseball reference. He's the closeout pitcher. He's the closer. He's the Mariano Rivera, where the starter gets pulled, Nick Foles comes in and he takes off. He wins Super Bowl MVP in 2017. In 2018, he comes back in for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, and he takes that Eagles team to the second round. So, But even you're, you're looking at it and how comfortable the Bills should be right now, that Jaguars team is 4-5. and five. The Bills are 6-2. and two. So halfway through the season, this is an enjoyable team. They are a good football team that, you know, as a fan, yes, you shouldn't be someone to just not be satisfied the entire season, try to, you know, be a pessimist throughout this enjoyable start. I, I think as a fan, you you should have fun with this. But when the conversation gets further along, and me and Joe have talked about it before on this show and on Sports Talk Saturday, it's it eventually you're gonna get to a point this year where you have to start thinking more. Okay, yeah, they're gonna get in as a wild card team, or they still have a chance in the AFC East. But that is when, like that point exactly, when do we start thinking, what do we have to do to get the Bills to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes comes back, right, with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans? Watson right now, to me, should be an MVP candidate. With the Baltimore Ravens right now, who smacked the New England Patriots on Sunday night football. And, of course, the New England Patriots. That's the next step. You should enjoy the Bills at 6-2. You should feel confident in that defense and in head coach Sean McDermott and in the culture. But some people, there's a lot of people that are saying they want more than that. And props to you guys out there that are feeling that way because, you know, for a team that has made the playoffs one time in what, 18 years, 19 years, 20 years maybe, right? Or 1999, they made it in 99 and they made it in 2017. For limited success to that extent, I would understand fans being like, "Just get me in, Just get me into the postseason and let's just enjoy a winning season. But a lot of you guys out there are saying, no, I mean that was that was what 2017 it was about. 2017 was about ending the drought, and now you got the quarterback. you think you you would at least you've tried to get the quarterback. You have the defense. You're in a position at six and two now where it's time to go. And that is what we're going to get into today. Can they get to that level this year? And a lot of it is riding on number 17 under center Josh Allen. You'd be hard-pressed, honestly, to find a lot of people right now who feel like the, this Bills team is a legitimate contender in the NFL to do more, again, than just make the playoffs. And again, at least that's just for now. We're only eight games into the season. You can still change a lot of people's minds here. You know, you play here. Look at look at this four game stretch that they got coming up. After they play, they got Cleveland this week, uh, Miami, Denver, but after that, you have a pretty tough stretch where you go Dallas on Thanksgiving, you play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, which is even without Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, they're a pretty respectable team. That defense is playing some good football. Mason Rudolph is not a great quarterback, but uh, Mike Tomlin has that team playing pretty well right now at four and four. And then you play the New England Patriots. So there is still time to change the national perception of you, and I would say also the local perception. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think the viewpoint of the fans and of the local media is misconstrued. I don't think there is any bias towards this team just because. They're 6-2. They're and two. I think well, most people realize where this team is at, and you're really going to find out because you haven't been able to find out who they are outside of really two games, the New England Patriots game and the Philadelphia Eagles game. Outside of that, you've been playing a bunch of teams that have one win, you know, two. You've been playing the Giants, the Jets, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the Miami Dolphins, the Washington Redskins. And you haven't played great against those teams. You have not dominated those teams. And when you've had an opportunity to show the world that you are a legitimate contender against the Patriots and against Philadelphia, you fell short for the most part. The defense, I don't want to say fell short, but the quarterback did. And that's the main reason I'm having a hard time declaring this team a legitimate contender, and I think it's why most people are still not satisfied with where the Bills are at, and it's because I don't think they trust that if they have to go to Arrowhead or if they have to go to New England, if they have to go to Gillette Stadium and take out Tom Brady right later on this year for the division, or maybe, again, maybe you make the the wild card, and you can beat, sure, maybe you can beat a, right now they'd have to play the Chiefs in in the first round, but say you get, let's say the Colts win the AFC South, and it's four versus five, and you get the Colts in the first round. Yeah, they can beat that team. But then in the second round that that's when you again this is it's it's advancing the conversation do you trust Josh Allen right now to go on the road and beat Patrick Mahomes to outduel Patrick Mahomes let's say the defense struggles in a game because you're you're winning right now in spite I don't want to say in spite of Josh Allen I say I should say you're winning with Josh Allen you're not winning because of Josh Allen and it's still it's a blueprint right now that you can get through you can get to 6 and 2 with your uh, with your defense because of how well they're playing and because of the, the strength of your schedule being very favorable. But eventually that there's going to be times, and you've seen it, with this, this exact Bills defense throughout the years under Sean McDermott, they have had great stretches of domination. But then, let's go back to 2017 when they made the playoffs, there was a, a big chunk of games there down the stretch where the defense was kind of getting blown out. Even last year, for the first couple weeks of the end, again, this is a different unit. There's a lot of different personnel. Um, It's it's a better defense for sure. But at the same time, you've seen it the past couple years where if the defense can't carry, what happens? Can the offense carry? And that's what you have to figure out. Because right now, the answer is no, if you ask me. And when they play these good defenses, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. Those are some of the best defenses in the league. That's when you're truly going to figure out what this team is at. At six and two again, you can get in on this conversation at 8:03:05.50. Once again, it's going to get tougher. The Bills play just three more teams this year that are in the bottom half of teams in passing defense efficiency, and that's from an advanced uh, analytics website, Sharp Football Stats. They play three more teams this year that are in the bottom half of pass defense efficiency. That's Cleveland this Sunday. Then you get Miami. So you still get two more games here, some gimme games, that you should probably be 8-2 after. But then again, that daunting, I would even include Denver here because right now in uh, past defense efficiency, they're top 10. They're exact, exactly 10th. Then you get Dallas, Baltimore. Baltimore's a good secondary. Pittsburgh, ever since they added Minka Fitzpatrick, they've been making plays on the back end of their defense. And then New England, to me, is probably the best defense in football right now. It's probably the, the best secondary for sure. So we're going to learn what Josh Allen is. The, the true tests are absolutely coming. And, and when those tests have come this year in the New England game, the Philadelphia game, he just he hasn't gotten it done. He doesn't have that really over the past two years, and he hasn't had a lot of opportunities but he hasn't had that signature win against a great team or even a dominating performance against the bad teams. I want to see him show he is the clear best player on the field when he is out there. And don't get me wrong, he's done a great job in the fourth quarter this year. He has the most game-winning drives in the NFL right now for a quarterback. He's grown in the short game. I think in the intermediate game, his accuracy, his decision-making has gotten better. I think he's more comfortable in those areas than he was last year. He makes a lot of wild plays still that not a lot of quarterbacks can make, and that's why you drafted him over a pocket, a traditional quarterback like uh, Josh Rosen. But there's still there, there's a, a long way to go. I want to see him do what Lamar Jackson did last Sunday night against the New England Patriots, where he has Bill Belichick's head just swimming with how to stop him. He hasn't made the most of those big moments. He's only had two this year, but if you ask me why the Bills lost against the Patriots, why they lost against the Eagles, I would probably say Josh Allen. Those three interceptions against the Patriots I think cost them that football game. As they lost 16-10. to And he didn't get the opportunity to get that fourth quarter game winning drive under his belt against New England because he got hurt. But the fact was they were in a hole. They probably should have been winning that football game if he wasn't forcing things down the field and you know double, triple coverage inaccurate throws to Zay Jones who's not going to bail you out anyway and now he's not even with the team. He hasn't made the most of the opportunities. Against Philadelphia too. He completed under 50% of his throws. So yeah, the comebacks are there. He's also, by the way, he's been great in the red zone. The Bills right now are first in red zone touchdown percentage at 71.4%. Inside the 20, Josh Allen has the second highest completion percentage at 70% among 35 qualified quarterbacks. He has the second highest completion percentage inside the 10 at 75%. He has the highest passer rating in the fourth quarter. So there are a lot of positives for sure. There is It's way too soon to label him as a bust. But... Again, the comebacks probably shouldn't be necessary. You're playing the Redskins. You're playing the Dolphins, the Bengals. Those are the games you don't have to blow up the box score. Lamar Jackson threw for under 200 yards against the Seattle Seahawks and against the New England Patriots. But what he did, he he had three touchdowns against New England. Again, he tormented Bill's defense, running, came up with some huge passes, huge plays on fourth down key plays against both. I mean, he went on the road and beat a 7 and 2 Seattle Seahawks team. And then he defeats the New England Patriots on primetime football. And the the good part about Jackson too is he hasn't cost his team like I feel Allen did against New England and against Philadelphia. He's shown he can be clutch and he's done it against good teams. Allen has shown he can be clutch, but again, we haven't seen that that big time that statement performance that says, yeah, if the Bills have to do what they would be slated to do right now in the first round and go on the road to Arrowhead and beat Kansas City, does Josh Allen have it in him to do that? And I just don't think they're there right now. You can feel good at 6-2. and two. They're a playoff team. This is the best Bills team we have seen in a very long time, the most disciplined team, the most consistent team in a long time. But I think a lot of you out there, just like me, are starting to th- want to think about more halfway through the season. 803 is the phone number to call. Uh, let's get in on some of you out there that are calling in. We'll get to Jonathan and Alden. Jonathan, what's up, man? You are on the nightcap. Go right ahead.
3: Hey, Lou, thanks for the show. Um, I can understand why many fans are thinking they want to look towards more because we are 6-2 and two, so for the first time since 1993. However, it does seem like that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott do have a plan. And when you look at how they did nothing of the trade deadline and got nothing to help Josh Allen, I really think they have a plan to stick to. So they should definitely make the playoffs. Maybe they can win a round. But I'm thinking maybe a, a year or two, it'll, they, they should. if Josh Allen takes that next step, mm-hmm. then, um, then they might want to consider going deep to the playoffs. I, mean, I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they go deep to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl this year. But I still think this is year two of Josh Allen, year three of being a McDermott. So I guess I'm fine with
2: where they are from now. But what do you think? Yeah, thanks for the call, Jonathan. Um, look, there is certainly a plan. I think Bean and McDermott have done a really good job of you know putting that plan from paper Really out on the field for sure. And I think it's six and two right now. They are in a much better place than people probably would have thought a couple of years ago. And yes, it's not over this year if Josh Allen doesn't take down the Patriots and win the AFC East and go on this deep playoff run. Um, you know, I think he's done enough this year to convince the Bills that, you know, it's not time to move on by any, any means for sure. I mean, he has shown that, again, he hasn't shown you can win because of him, but he has shown that you can win with Josh Allen as your quarterback. It's just, you know, you talk about the uh, patience is really what Jonathan was preaching there. It's it's hard to do that though when you see Lamar Jackson doing what he's doing in year 2 when you're seeing what Patrick Mahomes did in his second year, without even playing, by the way, in his rookie year. He was behind Alec Smith the entire time. To see what Jared Goff did in his second year with Sean McVay and Carson Wentz nearly winning MVP before tearing his ACL in 2017. it's Year two has been this giant leap for a lot of quarterbacks over the past couple years, and you see Allen getting close in a lot of areas, and with this defense, you're it seems like you're ready right now. The, the timeline with Allen and the the roster around him, I feel like, is different. So for me, it's hard to really say, okay, yeah, maybe not this year, but next year, the year before. you got to take advantage right now of who you've been playing, the position you're in, the conference you're in right now is not that strong. To me, I, I want to see Allen do that this year. Again, it's not going to be over if he doesn't, but... The patience thing with me is, um, I don't know, it's, it's trickier, especially seeing some of the other quarterbacks and the success that they're having at such a young age. Let's go to another phone call here. we got Eric in Buffalo. Eric, what's going on, man? You are on the nightcap. Go right ahead.
1: I uh, appreciate being on. Uh, I agree with you that you shouldn't probably wait. Uh, you have a good defense, which I think is going to stay consistently – pretty good throughout the year. But I think in the opportunities that you can when you're playing these bottom-half teams, that maybe you should just throw in different slivers on the offense, see what you can do in different ways. Because when it comes to playoff time, a good defense is great, but you're going to have to score points. you got to be able to put points on the board, especially against like a Kansas City team if you get to that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just In order to try different things on the offense when you're playing these bottom-half teams, I think that would be a key. I mean, not trying to say go crazy because every week it's, it's tough to get a win in the NFL, but just little things like that I think could improve the Bills.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Eric. Thanks for the call, man. That's I, I like that point. Winning, having the ability to win in different ways, is huge in the NFL because again, you're not going to be able to win every football game seventeen to ten or twenty-one to seventeen. So there, there might be a game where. You got to score thirty points to win the football game, where your defense just doesn't have it this year or this this game, right? The, even the, the most talented defenses, the NFL is built to be an offensive league, so you have to have that ability. There's got to be t- times where you say, "Hey, Josh Allen, we need you to throw the football today forty times and win us this football game." There have been times throughout regular seasons and in the playoffs over the years where that has had to be the case. You know, I, I think back to. Uh, the the Chiefs Rams game, I think it was last year on a Monday night or a Thursday night football game where. Just back-and-forth play between Jared Goff and Mahomes. I think both of them combined probably threw for over 800 yards in that football game. And that's that's what I want my quarterback to be able to do. Again, it's winning because of uh, more so than just winning with. And for the Bills to truly take that next step, that's where Josh Allen's got to get to. He's got to get better. And it, Look, there's mechanical things, too. It's not just about making a statement win, beating a great team. He still has development he needs to work on. He is not a finished product. He, there's footwork issues still right now. I think he kind of gets stone feet in the pocket, and with his mechanics, that kind of hurts his deep ball accuracy a lot. And that's something that has really been tough to watch is his down-the-field accuracy because you see the arm, and he just isn't able to utilize that weapon hanging on his right shoulder right now. I mean, he's severely under through two probably big home run touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. So he's got to fix those things as well. And th- that'll all be an accumulation. When when all that comes together, you will see him have more success against the really good teams. But um, that's what I'm thinking right now. Is and it, I know it's a cliche, but it really the Bills are going to go as far as this quarterback takes them. The defense to me can get you to the playoffs with this schedule. They can get you maybe a playoff win. But then, when it, again, when you got to go on the road, you can really tell which teams are legit and, and which ones are not, and a lot of it has to do with who is under center for those teams. we got we got some callers still. We're going to get to you guys, so hold on. We're talking a lot of Bills tonight on the nightcap. Louis DiBiase here hanging out with you alongside John Simon. We'll be right back. We will get into more Bills talk. We'll also hear from Paul Hamilton later on as he was on with Mike Shope and the Bulldog earlier. The Sabres are in Sweden. They take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday at at 2 o'clock. This is The Nightcap. We'll be right back.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
4: Chubb's a beast. He can do it all. He has great vision. You know, sometimes it's not there, but he's able to uh, be patient and cut through a hole and break a few tackles and take it to the house. You know, that's just the kind of running back he is. You know, we understand he's a big part of that offense. He's a, he's a great player. We don't think he gets enough credit for, for what he's been able to do.
2: That was Bills' safety Micah Hyde talking about Browns' running back Nick Chubb. He's going to have the Bills' defense hands full with that one. The Bills' run defense has really struggled uh, the past two weeks against these, uh, you know, Philadelphia and uh, Washington. Adrian Peterson had success, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. So the Bills have another tough test against Chubb, who is, to me, already in, you know, year to year two, uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL. I was talking about in the first segment, Josh Allen, and where this Bills team is at right now, it's 6-2, and two, halfway through the year, and it's really still up in the air. If you ask most people, you would say that they are not as good as their record shows. They are a playoff team, but they are not a you know legitimate championship contender that would go on a deep playoff run. It's hard for a lot of people to envision that, and again, a lot of that has to do with who their quarterback is right now in Josh Allen he is not showing bust potential, he is not a liability for this Bills offense, for, or this team for the most part, but at the same time he's not really elevating them to the point of a guy like who I keep mentioning because he's a player to me, there's not a lot of quarterbacks I would take over him to start my franchise with. That's how high i I am on him and it's it's Lamar Jackson from Baltimore and you know the Ravens right now are the 2 seed in the AFC. They're 6 and 2. Jackson has had back-to-back statement wins against the Seattle Seahawks, one of the best teams in the NFL, and then the New England Patriots and the Bills, they took Josh Allen ahead of Lamar Jackson. They're not the only ones, though. The Browns took Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. The Jets took Sam Darnold over Lamar Jackson. I threw up a poll on Twitter, which you can vote on. We retweeted it at WGR550 and also at LoE. If you could go back now and pick your 2018 quarterback, uh, would it be different? right now 53% say they would take Josh Allen, 39% say Lamar Jackson, surprisingly only 3% say Darnold, and 5% Mayfield. Um, I'm not surprised for sure because, you know, there's Bills fans out there, you're 6-2 and two and you're, you're going to stick with your quarterback, um, but at the same time I do think that 39-40%, that you know, Allen only has a little bit over half the votes. It does, I think, reflect how Bills fans saw Allen to start I remember producing for the the NFL draft right after our local show after that draft concluded the first round and people were not happy people wanted Josh Rosen and I think if they had their opportunity they would have certainly took Darnold over Allen and over Mayfield and right now you got to look at Lamar Jackson and he was kind of the guy just thrown off in the background between even even Rosen was seen higher than Lamar Jackson there was people calling for him to move to wide receiver and Lamar right now if you ask almost anybody would prob most people would probably say Jackson is ahead of all of those players I would right now take Lamar Jackson over any of those players at the same time I've been big on Lamar Jackson. It's, it's probably my best sports call. I'm not going to brag too much, but when he was a true freshman, I was into Jackson. So I picked him to win MVP this year. I think he's a legitimate player, not just as a runner, but as a passer. And, you know, right now at MVP, who else is, you know, up there with him? I would say Russell Wilson. Um, am I missing anyone, John? Right. Russell Wilson is certainly an MVP. Is probably the MVP in, in the lead for MVP. Um, you know Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, of course, but they're not going to probably give a running back that award. So right now, you know, it's it's more split than I thought. I, I thought Josh Allen would get more percent of this poll. Fifty-three percent say Josh Allen. Thirty-nine percent say Lamar Jackson. To me, you know, another part of this, and it, it's not going to affect how you would draft, but you certainly get the media hype with Lamar Jackson, too. You see, Baltimore, even when they were good and they had Joe Flacco and they were making deep playoff runs, even when they won the Super Bowl, they weren't a team that was talked about in the media every single week. Whereas Lamar Jackson, if the Bills had Lamar Jackson right now at 6-2, and two, they would be the Baltimore Ravens. Right now the Ravens are one of the most talked about teams across the NFL because Lamar Jackson probably – is the he's for sure the most explosive quarterback we have seen since Michael Vick. I would already and maybe it's too soon but maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. I think Lamar Jackson is the most explosive quarterback the NFL has ever seen. He has rushed for 1,247 yards in his 16 career starts. He has 637 rushing yards already this year in 8 games. He's on pace to shatter Michael Vick's single season record for a quarterback, which was 1,039 yards when he was with Atlanta. Now, of course, will it last? A lot of people on Twitter today talking with me about this brought up injuries. It's a huge risk, of course, when you're a mobile quarterback and you don't slide like Lamar does not. You know, you've seen the RG3s of the world pretty much end their career because of injuries. Michael Vick got hurt all the time. For me though, I'll take that risk. I want the mobility in a quarterback. That's just it's the style of quarterback I want. I want to have that ability that when structure breaks down, I can get away from defenders and make plays on the run, you know, improv opening things up with your legs for your arm. That's just, it's the style of guy I want because there's a ceiling there that is so much higher than a Jared Goff or a Josh Rosen. When you were deciding between Allen and Lamar, I understood why the Bills, or I'm sorry, Allen or Rosen, I would understand why the Bills went with Allen because there's just a higher ceiling. I feel like with Rosen, no matter what, you always have to have strong personnel around him, strong coaching, and if not, he's useless. And you look at Rosen right now with Arizona and Miami. Sure, those were two of the worst situations you could be thrown into in the NFL. He did not elevate those teams at all, even for all of Allen's faults. You look at last year, what he had to deal with at wide receiver, his his skill position players. It was probably one of the worst in the league, if not the worst. But he still, the Bills were winning football games with Josh Allen. The offense was making plays. He elevated that team because of his raw physical abilities, including his mobility. And that's why a guy like Lamar Jackson is someone that I'll take the risk of injuries and, you know, of, yeah, really injuries and maybe not being as polished of a passer coming into the NFL as a guy like a Josh Rosen or a Baker Mayfield. So, you know, even when he ages, if he stays healthy, he's going to be more mobile than basic pocket guys. And Allen, too. You know, I remember Michael Vick with the the Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was still more elusive than most quarterbacks. So... It's hard to tell what those guys will be when they age because we haven't really seen it yet. People are really starting to want those quarterbacks now, so most of them are young, right? We've seen Cam Newton get to that level right now, and you know he looks shot in his 30s, but... I would still take what the Panthers got out of Cam Newton if I'm the Bills with Josh Allen or if I'm the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. That means I get to a Super Bowl. I have an MVP-winning quarterback. I consistently get to the playoffs. So, And also, Lamar, he's a better passer than most people give him credit for. I would go Lamar over Allen. He's had, let's see, he had an 85% completion percentage game this year, 70% against the Browns, 73% against New England. He's uh, the youngest quarterback to ever have a perfect passer rating, so right now that would be my vote. What's funny, though, is I think I think Allen and Lamar are the two choices right now. They're the two top choices on this poll, and I think if you asked a lot of people, they would go with those two, and it's funny because those two are the most scrutinized players, the most scrutinized quarterbacks of that class. You know, I think Baker with his size, a lot of people got on him for that and Rosen's character, but... Rosen, Mayfield, Darnold, those were the people, those were the players that the media was like, yeah, there, there's your prototypical quarterback, that's your franchise guy. Allen, Lamar, too many red flags. And here those two are, probably in the best situation playing the best football, of all those players, again, I'm a ceiling guy to a fault, but I'd go with those two. And it looks like you guys out there agree. 53% say uh, Josh Allen, and 38% say Lamar. Let's get to some phone calls here. We got Jimmy in Albany. Jimmy, what's going on, man? You are on the nightcap. Go right ahead. Hey, how you doing? It's, uh, I'm doing good, man.
3: In the call. So what I was going to say, I'm not complaining about the six and two. I'll take it. I'll take it every season. Mm-hmm. Okay? And uh, I know we're growing. My thing is, the thing that keeps coming in my mind that I can't get out of my head is. Josh Allen's missing something, and it seems like it's Derek Anderson. You know, Derek Anderson really made a big difference in this guy's career. His first year, he went from night night and day when Derek Anderson came in, and he's gone now. I don't know why we're not talking about that. I think him helping Josh Allen break film down and getting prepared for games is what is what's missing.
2: Yeah, thanks for the call, Jimmy. Um, I don't, I don't really think that has a huge impact. I'm sure Anderson helped out. Having a, a good veteran backup definitely helps a young quarterback for sure, but. I think Allen has gotten better in year two. That's the thing. I don't think he has regressed. I think the same issues still are there. Um, so I don't think Anderson, like, they're not missing anything because Derek Anderson is not the, the the backup quarterback. Of course that would help, but for me, Allen has grown this year in the areas that some people were nervous he would never fix those issues. Uh, and at the same time, I think he's still struggling with a lot of what he struggled with last year. So is it is it hurting Allen? No, no. Um, Is it helping not having that kind of guy behind him? Maybe, but I don't really think that's a huge impact with what Josh Allen has been doing this year. Let's get to John in Niagara Falls. What's up, man? You are on the nightcap.
1: Hey, Lou, thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Um, so I
1: think the big thing is with the Bills. You look, look at the Bills all the way around the corner. You got the inconsistency, I think, in the passing game. You got the running game going. You got the defense going. The special teams going. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the difference between Allen and, and Lamar was, like you said, Lamar's a freak. He's doing great. But I think they both have that raw physical talent. I think that's what frustrates the fans with Buffalo. Is yeah, we're six and two. It's great. We're going to go to the playoffs. But it's the difference between making it and then winning in the playoffs. And so I think it starts with Allen. He shows those flashes of just being great, running at 20 yards or on the sideline and being able to do the things that, you know, we want him to do. But then there's then he just goes and throws the interceptions and stuff. So my thing is between Lamar and Allen is consistency. Lamar does those things consistently yeah. and Allen starts to kind of mess up. So my thing is, is, like, we look at the receiver game, and I'm not frustrated they didn't sign anybody. That's, that's fine with the deadline. But my thing is, like everybody else, wonders what happened to Robert Foster? Because right now my thing is you put him in, with opposite of Brown and you tell Beasley in the slot, then it makes the defense honest and then they've go also known Allen's gonna uh not throw the deep ball because every time mm-hmm. it comes on the field we know it's gonna be a deep ball. Then so it kinda keeps the defenses honest and it kind of opens up the game for Allen more when it does happen.
2: Yeah, absolutely, John. Thanks you uh thank you for the call. Um yeah it's interesting with Robert Foster. I don't really know what happened there. Again he's not a player that you know, should be guaranteed a starting job. But last year he was their best deep threat, and that is certainly the biggest part of the offense that I think is missing is the deep ball. I mean, you have John Brown, who I thought has been one of the better deep threats in the NFL over the past you know five years with Arizona and with Baltimore last year. You saw what he could do with a strong-armed quarterback in, in uh, Joe Flacco, and like that's what I thought the Bills were bringing him in for this year. I'll give John Brown credit. He is way more polished as a wide receiver than I thought. He has been great in the short game and intermediate. Only him and Michael Thomas this year have had every single game where they're over 50 receiving yards. So, you know, that's a part. You have the personnel it, it really more so is on Allen, I think. The accuracy is the reason they haven't been able to hit on those plays. Again, the past two weeks, they have had those looks. I forget who it was this week against Washington, uh, but Allen missed on a, a throw by like 10 yards, it fell short. And then against Philadelphia, Robert Foster beat Ronald Darby one-on-one. There was no safety that could get across. They were One safety was on the right sideline, it was single high, and Foster was wide open. Some of it had to do with the wind, but if you know you're McDermott you've made the case before that Allen part of his strength is that he can play through the weather and that wasn't the case the ball died again like 10 15 yards short of Robert Foster so that is the huge piece of the offense that's missing and you need to at least be able to make that play every so often and you should be able to again with Allen's arm you should be able to make that play you know once maybe a couple weeks and it's just non-existent there was also the one against Miami with Andre Roberts who just Blew apart the corner and safety wide open, and Allen overthrew him by like 10, 15 yards. Allen has that. Upside, he has the ceiling to make the wild plays. You pick that guy to me every single time over a Josh Rosen. But if he doesn't fix those mistakes that I'm talking about, if he keeps doing the Jameis Winston prototypical turnovers where he's rolling to his right and then throwing back across the field and, and double and triple, sometimes quadruple coverage, and he's turning the football over and costing you, you know, field position that that has to change eventually. You know, again, there's there's a high ceiling, but there's also a very low floor with a player like that. And that's something you gotta get corrected. And again, when you're talking about choosing maybe between an Allen or a Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson has that explosiveness, by the way, more than Allen. I think I don't I've never seen a, a quarterback and I grew up watching Michael Vick with Atlanta and with Philadelphia. I have never seen, even Vic. I think Lamar Jackson is more explosive of a quarterback than Michael Vick. But he's also more polished. He's not making the same mistakes Allen is. He's more accurate as a passer, also down the field. That's something Lamar struggled with in his rookie year, that he got better at this year. Josh Allen, he has not grown in that area yet. Let's take another call here. we got Rich in Buffalo. Rich, what's going on, man? You're on the nightcap. Go right ahead.
1: How are you doing this evening, man? I'm doing good. Good, good. Hey, listen, one thing I wanted to talk about, um, obviously the, the elephant in the room is the Bills' rushing defense. Teams can't really throw against us, so we're starting to get into the meat of our schedule. We're now starting to face some of the upper echelon rushers. Mm-hmm. This week you got Nick Chubb, but more importantly you get Kareem Hunt that's coming back. So how do you think the Bills are going to fare against a double set back with Hunt and Chubb in the backfield? Do you think it's going to help us? that they've got kind of a, a running back by committee, or is it going to hurt us?
2: Thanks for the call, Rich. The The Bills have, again, they have, they have struggled um, against the run with defending Philadelphia and Washington. I don't want to say it's something that's going to be a liability throughout the year because I do think overall the Bills have been a pretty good run defense under Sean McDermott. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for sure. I mean, Chubb and Hunt, though that's a... When they're healthy and when they're not suspended, in Hunt's case, those are two of the best young running backs in football. And the Bills got to get it corrected. But I don't, I'm not really scared as that being a reason they're going to lose this football game. Especially when you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield and just the inability to make anything happen down the field or in the passing game in general I mean when we're talking about choosing between Allen and Lamar I would take both of those guys over Baker Mayfield I think Cleveland is in the worst spot of any of those players that I threw up in that poll between Darnold Jackson and Allen I mean Mayfield right now he's supposed to be accurate he's completing 58 percent of his throws he has seven touchdowns to only 12 or 212, not only, 212 interceptions. He's a 71.3 quarterback rating, and he's just crumbling on and off the field. So, you know, Chubb and Hunt, they pose a good test. You need Star Lotelele to play better. You need Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver to be better against the run. But it's not something that I think is going to be a deal-breaker. And I I think overall the Bills are a better run defense than they've played the last two weeks. But thanks for the call. Absolutely, Rich. It's going to be an interesting matchup to watch on Sunday as the Bills take on the Cleveland Browns. This is the Nightcap. I'm Louis DiBiase hanging out with you until 9 o'clock. Sneaky Joe is off for the day. Jonathan Simon running the board. We will continue our Bills and NFL talk coming up next. And again, later on you will hear from Paul Hamilton who was on with Mike Shope and the Bulldog earlier. The Sabres are in Sweden taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday. Louis DiBiase, Jonathan
4: Simon here on the Nightcap. We'll be right back. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
2: We got to play in the preseason last year. It's not the same thing. We got to meet him and and know him during the draft process and whatnot and spent some time with him there and you know he's a very competitive dude and he's gonna be bringing that fire on Sunday. So you know at the same time as much as people want to talk about that type of matchup you know I'm not playing against Baker Mayfield it's the Bills playing against the Browns and our offense against their defense and vice versa. So that's what that's what we're focused on this week. That's Josh Allen talking about Baker Mayfield. The Bills take on the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if Mayfield's going to bring the fire. He has not brought it all year. What he's been bringing is a 50% completion percentage and, you know, 12 interceptions. So, Louie DiBiase here hanging out with you for the nightcap. Joe DiBiase is off for the day. We got John Simon on the board. I'm going to get to Cal here in Buffalo. He has been patiently waiting. Cal, what's going on, man? You're on the nightcap.
3: All right, thank you for taking my call. How's it going? How's it going, Cal? Good, good. Uh one thing I wanted to state and and it's just been an issue with the offense in my opinion for the past couple of years is they're explosive of offense, you know. It's it's you don't really have that dynamic person like and when I mean person I mean wide receiver that'll make a big play, you know. It's like nobody that you could count on. I mean, we got John Brown and Cole Beasley. But in reference to size and getting downfield, making that typical play, I don't think that we have that. Plus, you know, the offense can't hang with, like, top-notch teams. Yeah, they beat these other teams, but they just barely beat them.
2: Yeah, thanks for the call, Kale. I agree. They don't have that for sure number one wide receiver yet that can just take over a game. That if Josh Allen's passes down the field are inaccurate, he can make something happen. I think the logic, honestly, with trading for a guy like Kelvin Benjamin, although it was before Josh Allen was there, was you know you get a big body like that to help out an inaccurate passer down the field. It's why the Panthers the first time around when they you know were rebuilding their receiving core, they went with two you know twin towers in Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches to help Cam Newton. Who was inaccurate down the field for sure, but uh, they do have the personnel. They have the speed. I mean, John Brown is fast. They have, um, you know, Isaiah McKenzie even, and Cole Beasley has speed in the slot, and Robert Foster did it last year. So I don't think it's a wide receiver problem. I don't think it's a personnel problem. Will they need that number one guy eventually? Yeah, absolutely. It's a dynamic this offense doesn't have right now. But to me, the, the problems with the deep ball is not the wide receivers. It's honestly, it's Josh Allen's mechanics, it's his footwork. And that all of that is' a culmination. All of that results in what right now is, really bad accuracy so I, I do agree they got to find that number one wide receiver maybe it's in the draft maybe it's through trades or through free agency in the offseason, but I, I like the personnel they have right now I don't think that's a good excuse for why they're not hitting the deep ball Louis DiBiase here hanging out with you on WGR Sports Radio 550 this is the nightcap we'll be back we're at the top of the hour Jonathan Simon on the board as well we got one hour to go getting your calls in at 803-0550 talking about the Bills some NFL and some Sabres talk later on as they are in Sweden. They take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday at 2 o'clock.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.